And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. That's from 1 John 5 and verse 14. This is the Essential Bible Studies podcast. My name is Tim Young. And my name is Ian McFarlane. Well, Ian, it's great to have you on the show. Finally, I've been trying for a while. (laughs) And I heard some classes that you gave on prayer. And I thought, oh, that is really, we got to do a podcast on this because prayer is such an essential part of our discipleship, our life. And Bible study isn't everything. There really kind of has to be a component in our life of prayer. And we can learn so much from the scriptures on our communication with God. But I don't think I'm alone, but I got to be honest with you, I struggle with prayer and making it a key component of my life. That feeling of that we should always be praying to God. And so I'm really looking forward to kind of going through some of these principles and being encouraged in my walk to pray more and how to pray and and to help me in in my prayers. So. Well, first of all, Tim, it's great to be with you. Yeah. I, I really enjoy the podcasts. I, I love listening to them. And you're right. Prayer is a vital subject. And often we find it difficult to pray. And I think many of us would admit that. It's it's hard to pray. But we shouldn't really feel like we're alone on that. Even the Lord's disciples uh, struggled to learn how to pray. Right. And uh, I they, think at one point they even asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. And that was kind of like the introductory to the, the Lord's Prayer, kind of the, that example of prayer. Exactly. And that's something that we can really learn about is that they wanted to, to learn how to pray. So again, I think for us, we shouldn't feel intimidated. They struggled. We struggle. But the wonderful thing is the scriptures has got great examples for us to help us to pray. Right. And really, what's amazing about our, our subject is that the more that we look into it, the more that hopefully we can make prayer a part of our everyday life. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for, yeah. And we can see the power that's in prayer. And the wonderful thing, uh, Tim, is it's God speaks to us through his word, but this is the way that he's allowed us to speak to him. How incredible is that? That is. <laughs> it is amazing. So we're going to look at five prayer principles that you've brought for us to help us to draw closer to God and make prayer more practical. Yeah, and you may be surprised to know that there's over 600 prayers that are recorded in the Bible. 600? You you counted all of them? Well, someone else did. <laughs> and the other thing is, is that they estimate that over 450 have revealed answers okay. to prayers that are offered in the Bible, which is pretty incredible. That is incredible. So, I mean, this is a huge topic, prayer. We, we aren't going to be able to cover it all in this half hour we're going to have together. But So, there's a lot to say about this. But I think these five things you have lined up for us are really kind of very key elements to what prayer is all about and how to make it effective. Maybe before we get into the prayer principles, maybe I can ask you this first, because I don't know where our listeners are at in this, but what is prayer? Maybe we could just get a definition from you for it to start off. Well, first of all, that's, that's a great question. That's a great place to start. Uh, I read one time from a person who did a lot of study uh, on this particular subject. They gave this definition. I think it's a good one. I think it stands up well. After going through their study of prayer, they said, prayer 
is the raising of the heart and mind to God. In short, communication with God on high. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice definition. It is nice, yeah. yeah. So it's an, it, prayer then is really, it's an incredible gift that God has given us where we're able to talk to him. And in turn, as we read his word, the Bible, he talks to us. And so we have communication. We have two-way communication. Now, some people might view prayer like a 911 call only to be used in the case of emergencies. Oh, yeah, like the, the hotline to exactly. God or something. Exactly. And if they get what they want, may or they may not express thankfulness, and that may lead them to a better understanding of prayer. But if they do not get what they ask for, some people question whether prayer works or worse, whether religion is worthwhile or not. Yeah. So you talk about prayer as a conversation with God. So if we're having a relationship with a person, we talk to them about all sorts of things and we might ask them for things or we might appraise them or something like that. So it's the same thing, isn't it? It's not something that's just an emergency situation. We wouldn't go to a friend just when we needed help. We'd We'd always want to be with them. We'd always want to be talking with them. And that's the same. It's true with God, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. And that's the sense you get as you read through the Bible, that God is wanting us to have this communication with him and to have this idea that it's back and forth communication. Yeah, exactly right. So let's start in. What's your first principle here about prayer? Okay. So the first one of the five key prayer principles is God hears. Now, that may seem obvious, but, you know, it's number one because God does listen. So, we've really labeled that our first key prayer principle because it's one of the most important, and it's outlined a number of times in the Bible. Hebrews 11, verse 6, for example, but without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God, and here it is, must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In other words, that God exists. So the mm-hmm. first thing about mm-hmm. prayer is you got to be praying to someone, and the someone is God, and you got to <laughs> believe that God really exists. So it's it's really kind of the feeling that God is present at all times. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. And you believe that God is listening to you and that he exists. And God says, if you believe that I exist, you're demonstrating faith and I will hear your prayer. Right. So that's what we put as the first principle. So that's how tied faith is with prayer, the symbiotic relationship. If that's symbiotic, that's a pretty good word. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But they're, they're really kind of hand in glove. The more we have faith, the more we pray, the more we pray, the greater our faith becomes, and, and so on. It's just kind of like a snowball effect, isn't it? Right. Okay, well, that's a very simple one, I think. What's the, the second prayer principle you have for us then? Well, the second one is... We pray or we faint. Ah. We learn that prayer needs to be consistent and it needs to be constant. I have a verse here, I think, that's a good one. It's Luke chapter 18 and verse 1. And this is uh, Jesus Christ. And he says, He told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. And that's the ESV. It says lose heart. In the King James, I think it says faint. But that's the idea behind it, I guess, is that we should pray or we're going to lose heart. We're going to lose that spirit of seeking after God, right? Exactly. And that's that's a tremendous verse, Tim, because it shows that we either pray rightly 
or we do, as we've read, lose heart. So that's how critical prayer is to us. If we do not pray, the alternative, the Lord says, we faint. Right, right. And that's why the Lord says we ought to pray, ought always to pray. Right, right. I think in the parable, if you read the parable, it's about this woman who keeps asking God, asking this judge over and over and over again. It's kind of one of those strange things that God knows what we need, but he expects us to ask him. And we shouldn't think that we're annoying God or anything by by repetition. Or, or I mean, by asking for things more than once, God kind of expects that. He wants us to reach out to him and to to ask him for things. And especially in the context, it's interesting. There's a chapter break here, but you need to look in the previous chapter because Jesus is talking about the last days and how... It's how terrible it's going to be, and and the faith of some will will they'll lose their faith, mm-hmm. or the the love of some will wax cold, and and those kind of things. So he's saying that the the real antidote for that is prayer. Just you have to pray, 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 pray. Right. You can just see how vitally important it is. That's right. That's a great illustration of that for sure. We need God's help. We really do, and our attitude to that fact affects how we pray, and if we pray, we need to see how important prayer really is to us. Mm-hmm. And if we see that it's really important and that our alternative is to faint, we're going to pray. Right, right. As we look at the principles regarding prayer, we need to be aware of one of the major challenges that we face in today's society. And that challenge is, has a major effect on us, on our children, on young people in general, and that being in society today, we're so far removed from absolute dependence on God. And this is one of those things, I think, Tim, that leads us to this idea of fainting, where mm-hmm. people are not praying, and it has an adverse effect on our prayers. Right. And, and I, I'd like to illustrate that by something I call the the lettuce effect. The lettuce effect. You're talking about the lettuce that we make salads from? I sure am. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm thinking I'm getting hungry. It might be time for lunch. Right? <laughs> yeah. But okay. <laughs> so where does a head of lettuce come from? Uh, you're saying if I want a head of lettuce, I go to the grocery store and I buy a head of lettuce. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Most people think that. Yeah. And that's part of the problem. We live in an age today oh. where we're not dependent on the land. Very few of us are farmers. Yeah. And so we're pretty removed. And it's so easily for us to overlook our need on for God and overlook our material dependence, material blessings, yeah, dependence on him. Now that you say that, if if I didn't have a grocery store to go to, I'd be like, ooh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we've created our own light systems, our water systems. Mm, yeah. We've got seed Oof. warehouses. You know, we've well, got- Now that you mention it, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so we start to forget where everything comes from. The reality is, is that God is at the source of everything. And we need to remind ourselves that. No seedling, no food. And if we rekindle that absolute dependence on God, a recognition that we depend on him for everything, I really think this is a vital part of prayer or can make our prayers more vital. We really need God. Right. Yeah, your point's really bringing in both those first two principles. We need to believe that God is, that he's always here with us, and that we ought always to pray. For everything, and it's like a feeling of dependence that we we're so dependent on God for everything that's going to drive us to pray. Right? Yeah, yeah, I like that. All right, those are good. So, okay, let's move on to the third one. What's your third prayer principle? Well, the third one is there's a proper way to pray. 
And that may, again, uh, be new to some people that are, are, are listening here, but it's the way we address our prayers and the purpose behind them. Okay. So, you know, we learn about this from the instruction that Paul gives in the epistle to the Ephesians, chapter 5 and verse 20. Uh, he gives us an outline for prayer, and he says this. He says, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we've got the idea here is we need the, the right spirit, first of all, to be humble, to be thankful, to recognize that God is the great creator and that he is our father. So we start to develop this relationship to see God as our father, that we want to take our prayers to him and that our prayers are offered in, as Paul says, the name of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's critical since we're praying in our Lord's name that our prayers need to be in accord with God's purpose. And this is where we get into the idea, Tim, that our prayers need to be aligned with our Heavenly Father's will. So what you're saying is like when we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, if we at the end of our prayers we put, I'm praying to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, it's not just some sort of formula or incantation we're saying. It's really this whole prayer is like we're coming to God in the attitude of Christ or the, the spirit of Christ before God to accept our prayers. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it, Tim. And we're seeing that we want to be aligned with what God really wants. That's the key here. Oh, okay. Right. Which goes back to the verse that we began our podcast with. Right. So that key verse, let me just read it for us. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's read it again. First John chapter 5, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So it's that according to his will that you're kind of focusing on. Yeah, you here. got it. That's really the key emphasis. So our petitions need to be in harmony with the purpose of God. Right. In this way, then, prayers are conditional. As, you know, again, it's not a surprise in the Lord's Prayer. The Lord says, thy will be done. That, Remember, that's kind of like the very first part, too, of the Lord's Prayer, isn't it? Our Father which art in heaven, thy will be done. Right. Yeah. And so, to be fair, sometimes we're not really aware of what God's will is, what the Lord's will is. Yeah. And so, but at least we have to acknowledge that we want his will to be done versus our own. I think that's more the, the real spirit of it. What, what is God's will? What does he want done? And how can we align ourselves with that? Right, right. So it really I think even Jesus in the garden, when he was saying his prayers right before the crucifixion, said, not my will be done, but thine be done. So that's, yeah, that's very critical for the, our prayers, isn't it? Right. And that what it does too, I think, Tim, it helps us to really start to considering what is the will of God versus my own will. Mm -hmm. And I think we can illustrate that with something we're all fairly familiar with is needs and wants or needs versus wants. What do we really need versus what do we want? Okay. And this is a, sometimes a, a topic that we get wrong. Our basic needs, God says he looks after them. Uh, the roof over our head, a uh, place to live, food and water, sufficient health and yeah. hygiene, uh, clothing to keep us protected and so on. But our wants can be something, anything beyond that is our wants. Like we may want a mansion. We may want designer clothes. I really want those nice <laughs> new shoes. But 
is that really a need or a want? And this is where I think it really helps us to define those two, which can really help our prayer life. Yeah. I see what you mean. Because like in the Lord's Prayer, part of that Lord's Prayer is give us this day our daily oh, bread. Excellent. Yeah, like that's exactly. yeah. that's just our basic needs that we pray for every day. But sometimes I, I kind of think, well, should I be praying for this? Like maybe I need a job. Should I be praying to God for a job? What do you think about that? The Bible says pray about everything. Right. So I would say, yeah, we should bring those petitions to our Father. But again, for what purpose is that job? Is it so that we can buy that mansion? Right. Or is it so that we can provide for our family and for others? Yeah. So I think, again, that's a needs versus wants check. Yeah. But yeah, definitely we should we should take those yeah, petitions. Yeah, I, to I God agree. I think in my younger years, I, I used to think, oh, I'm not going to pray for a job. But now I think, like you, like there's so many of these passages we're reading where it says, pray to God about everything or in all things, you know. So every part of our life that we want to be according to the will of God, we're going to be praying about in that right spirit. Right. Because we have a loving God, a loving Father. Yeah. And we acknowledge that He knows best. That's really what we're saying. If God gave us everything we wanted, we would be in deep trouble. (laughs) So sometimes we can pray for what we want versus what God wants. And I think that's that's something that we at least acknowledge his will. Let me ask you this. I think some people have a hard time like, where do I start praying? I'm not used to doing this. And what would be some things maybe to avoid in that sense? Or how do I get started? Those kind of things. Well, one thing we can learn is that our prayers don't need to be long. Yeah, that's a good one. They don't need to be fancy or exactly. Know, yeah. They they don't need to be showy uh, or repetitive. In, in fact, the Lord criticized the Pharisees for their long, showy, repetitive prayers. Well, He did that in Matthew chapter six. That whole section there, I think, is really helpful in Matthew six. The right. way Jesus talks about prayer. You're right. Yeah. And the other thing is, even though. The Bible says that God knows what we ask before we ask. It doesn't. God still wants to hear it from us. Yeah. He wants us to ask. So go to God in prayer. One of the things I like to look at is how children pray. If you ever listen to a child's prayer, they're very honest in their prayers. You know, they thank God for everything, and they pray for everyone, and they're not encumbered by doubts or obstacles as, yeah. as we sometimes as adults get. So yeah. maybe a good way to answer that question is for us to be more childlike in our prayers with a sense of humility, trust, real dependence on God. Right, right. The way you're bringing it out here, it's just developing that whole attitude. It's maybe not so much about position, although those things help, getting on your knees and those kind of things. But it's really about developing that attitude of prayer to God that no matter where we are, we we can offer a short prayer to God. Right. And just opening up our hearts because as Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 8, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask. So just open up your hearts and be honest with God because he can read your heart anyway. Exactly. (laughs) So one of the things is constantly be praying. Mm -hmm. Just like, it's great to pray at meals, but it's probably the minimum. You know, we can pray at night. We can pray before we read God's word. And as you said earlier, before we study, we can pray and just make it a part of our, our life. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, we get so busy. I think if we can make maybe the first thing we do when we get up, it's wonderful just to say, I need to say just a short prayer, you know, just exactly. to get the day going and those kind of things. What a, what a great way to start your day. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to the fourth prayer principle. 
Yeah, this is an interesting one. Listen or God won't. Now, that sounds like a bit of a negative principle when we come to prayer, but this is really an important one. In other words, we can pray sometimes for the wrong reasons, or we can have an impediment making our prayers ineffective towards God. So the good verse for that would be James chapter 4 and verse 3. That's an excellent you, verse. Yeah. yeah. Could you read that, Tim? Do you? Sure. Let me bring it up here. So James chapter 4 and verse 3, he says to them, You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Hmm. So here we can see prayers can be asked in a wrong way, and they didn't get because they were asking, as you say, in, in or as the ESV says, in, in a wrong way. This kind of goes back to your needs and wants kind of thing. Exactly. So, yeah, they're asking about their wants, right? right. So God, God will not answer that if we ask wrongly, right. not according to his will. So James is, obviously, they, they had a problem where in the first century, the believers were asking things in a wrong way. And for the wrong reasons. They wanted something that they looks like that they could use for their own selfish ends, and they were not getting an answer to prayer as a result. So again, this may be a little bit of a surprising one, but we ask wrongly, and God doesn't answer our prayers. Right, right. And the other one that's interesting too is our treatment of others. We can actually be challenged if we don't treat others well, whether God answers our prayers. We want mercy. We must be merciful. Right. And prayer is very difficult when we have a grudge against God or what he wants us to do. We need to get the wrong out of our lives. Otherwise, prayer can be difficult. Really, what that is is unconfessed sin. Like, God wants us to confess our sins to him. If we hide that from him, then our prayers are not heard. And so it's another really good one for us to go to God in prayer to confess the sins which we all make. God wants to hear that from us yeah. so that our prayers aren't hindered. Yeah. I was thinking, too, of the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 6 about that. It says, if you do not forgive others, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you. So even though we might go to God and ask for forgiveness of our sins, which is a central part of prayers, if we're not living that same principle, God's not going to hear our prayers. That's powerful. There, yeah. yeah. So there are things that hinder our prayers that we have to get out of our life. Right. And Here's a, just a little bit of a list for those listening that, that want to look it up as well. But you'll find that when pride is prevalent in Job 35 and verse 12, mm. our prayers aren't heard. Mm -hmm. uh, when iniquity is in our heart, prayers not heard. So that's mm. Psalm 66 and verse 18. I think that's a great way to look at it as well, because God wants us to approach it. He wants us to confess to him. He doesn't want us to hide those things from him. If we forsake God, our prayers aren't heard. That's Judges 10, verses 11 to 13. And the one of my favorite verses that relates to this subject is because of that two-way communication we talked about, yeah. if, if somebody is speaking but you're not listening or you're listening and they're, they're you know, so and back and forth, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to have that two-way. I've had conversations like that yeah. before. <laughs> so if we refuse to listen to God's word, this is what Proverbs 28 verse 9 says, he that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer 
shall be abomination. In other words, we don't listen to God. He doesn't listen to us. I didn't write that. Right. (laughs) That's that's written by Solomon. And so that is a very, very powerful verse. And I think that is not just not listening, it's not obeying kind of in that sense. Like you're not living your life according to the will of God, then your prayers are are an abomination. That's like the worst. (laughs) Exactly right. And I think what that does is rather than discourage us, it encourages us to have the two-way communication, to read our Bibles and to go to God in prayer. Because as we're reading, we're listening. God says, you listen to me, and I'll listen to you. And the other one, of course, is we talked about in James is praying for selfish reasons. When we pray, we shouldn't be praying for selfish things to consume it on ourselves. Or the other one in Isaiah 1 verse 15 is to be willfully disobedient. If we're willfully disobedient, God doesn't hear our prayers, as we would expect. And God tells us that's the case. Right. Okay, we're moving right along here. I think we've got to go on to principle number five. Principle number five, God answers prayer. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a wonderful verse in Ephesians 3, verses 20 and 21. Yes. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. In other words, the prayer is powerful. It's even above what we can even ask or we can think. That's how powerful prayer is. And that we can have the confidence that God answers our prayers. And we need to have that recognition that all that God's done for us, he hears us and he answers prayers. We cannot do things on our own. So we have that right. recognition. Yeah. So it's coming to God saying, I don't have the answer. I know you do. And it's going to be even more wonderful than I can even think of. Exactly. Right. right. So he answers our prayers. But his answers might come in different ways. Okay. There's yes and no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's those two for sure. Because one of the things that we've got is a problem is time is our challenge. Yeah. Uh, it's different for us versus God. God sees things in a different way. His, he's not bound by time. He's not limited by time like we are. We pray we want it right away. And yet, we by putting it in God's hands, we, we then have to realize he has a different clock. He has a different view of time. We tend to view clocks that go around yeah. <laughs> as opposed to, I think the hourglass is a more accurate one because time is running out. We just think it keeps going round and round, yeah. but it's actually running out. Okay. So like I said, I mean, I, there's two answers, right? You either get a yes or a no. And well, in my, in my life, I can look back and see some definite answers to prayer that were a definite yes. It just seemed to be like doors were opening and you just walked right through. And sometimes it's very, very quick. Like in Acts 12, there's an example of that where the whole church or ecclesia was praying for Peter to be released from prison, and they probably had no idea how that was going to happen. There's this miracle, he gets released from prison, and he all of a sudden shows up at their door. You know, that was just like an, an immediate answer to prayer that was just amazing. And we can get that in our life, too. It's a real boost when we look back and we see that God's answer is yes. Those are the ones we like, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That makes it a lot easier, but it doesn't always happen that way. I think prayers that I've made, and 
it just seems the answers are are no, like the doors are, are closing and you just kind of have to accept that maybe this isn't God's will. I shouldn't go this way. And it might be tough in our life. In the Bible, you know, in the long run, people were praying for the kingdom to come, but they, they died. Like in Hebrews, these all died in faith, not having received the promises as of yet. But their prayers will be answered in the kingdom when they're, they're resurrected. But right. the answer in their life is is no. Right. So, so it's a it's a delayed no for for some of them. Yeah, it? delayed yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. And that also, you know, you've mentioned Tim rightly the yes and no right. of a prayer. Sometimes right. it's yes, sometimes it's no. It also could be sometimes it's wait. Oh, okay. Could be silence because maybe that is the best for us. Yeah. To wait at this particular time, there's a delay for some reason. So you you know it's a good prayer. You know it it could be answered, but. You have to be patient, you're saying. Right. So it doesn't mean that it wasn't heard at that moment. And this is some of the times the mistakes that we can make. I didn't get an answer right away. It wasn't yes or it wasn't no. But don't think it wasn't heard. It could be wait. Okay. The great example of that is Daniel. Daniel, he prayed. He didn't receive an answer until three weeks later. Oh, yeah. Remember that? That's in Daniel chapter 10. Right, exactly. The angel comes to him and says, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day, that thou did set thine heart to understand, thy words were heard. So he was a listen to the very first time he said the prayer. I, that's an interesting verse because when you think on Daniel's perspective, he started praying, but he had no idea. Exactly. Yeah, you have to wait three weeks right. before you go to get an answer. Right. That's why I like the book of Daniel. It's like God pulls back the curtain sometimes to show yeah. us how he works. How the angels are exactly. working. <laughs> yeah, it's marvelous. Yeah, the angels are saying, we've been working all three weeks. Don't think your prayer right, hasn't been heard. Right. Yeah. So a key thing for us would be don't mistake silence for inactivity. Results may come, but they might come in time. And the other one, actually, that we need to think about, Tim, is that there is another way. So it's not only wait, it could be another way. Oh, Okay. So the answer might be something that we're not expecting to see. We have to be open to some other answer. Right. right. God had another way. Right. Right. All of these are answers. That's the key. They're all answers. Okay. Yes, yeah. no, wait, another way. So never confuse not getting what we want as no answer. Right. That's great because that's really what faith is about is really like God does answer prayer. Exactly. I mean – we have the most powerful communication tool in the world. I mean, we have to put this to use. And I, I want to thank you for this very encouraging, these these five principles that we've been going through. Maybe we could just summarize them here. So the first one was God hears. And we have to believe that God exists and that he hears our prayers. Exactly. Yep. The second one was we pray or we faint. So we must always pray or else we're going to lose heart. Third principle was there is a way to pray or pray the right way. Right. right? So exactly. there is, uh, So we'll be heard. So we'll be heard. Yep. And then prayer principle four is listen or God won't. I kind of like that one. You know, listen <laughs> or God won't. So we need to be living the life according to God's will for him to hear our prayers. So otherwise it'll be an abomination to him. Yep. And prayer principle five is God answers prayer, part of our faith that we just talked about, that we have to believe that we have that answer, whether it's yes, no, wait, or I've got a different answer for you. Exactly. It all comes back to, there's a wonderful verse in First John chapter 3 and verse 22 that you brought to my attention that really kind of summarizes a lot of this and how 
powerful prayer is and how we have to be developing this every day. It says in 1 John 3, verse 22, And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. Anything else to add, Ian? I think that summarizes it really well. I've really enjoyed being here, and I hope these studies can be helpful to everyone listening because prayer, if we can make it a part of our lives, it's the most wonderful, powerful tool to communicate with God. All right. Thank you, Ian, and thank you for your time. Bye-bye. Thank you. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like us there and join the conversation. It's easy to share on social media so you can do your part to spread the truth about God's Word. Podcasts are great, but it's even better studying the Bible with friends. If you would like to join us for a live Zoom online Bible study, then go to our website at www.essentialbiblestudies.org to see the times and how to connect in. We're also giving away free Essential Bible Study Media Kits. This is a really cool way to share the podcast with others with business cards, stickers, and bookmarks, lots of cool things. All you have to do is send us your mailing address using our website contact form or direct message us on Instagram or Facebook and then wait anxiously at the mailbox for it to arrive. This is a Christadelphian podcast supported by the Book Road Ecclesia in beautiful Ancaster, Ontario, Canada. Until next time, my dear friends, may God help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen.